Welcome to the Balanced Self Podcast, where we explore different aspects of the life balance we are in search of both personally and professionally. This is your host, Barbara Fitch, and we are glad to welcome Executive Leadership Coach, Trish Jordan. In this episode, we will discuss how to identify if you are unintentionally being a bad boss and what to do about it. In this episode, we will explore bad boss behaviors and what to look for, how to stop being a bad boss and tips to change the behavior, and how to be productive in a toxic work environment and what to do when bad stuff happens. We hope this episode will offer some strategies that will empower you to identify when your leadership practices impact your team's work environment. Stay tuned. Welcome everyone to this episode of Balanced Self. In this episode of Balanced Self, we are joined by executive leadership coach, Trish Jordan. Um, Trish has some coaching focuses that are focused on self-awareness, emotional intelligence, job career transitions, and career development and planning. So I'm only touching a little bit of what she does. So I'm now gonna let Trish tell us who she is, what she does, um, all the good things. Oh, thanks, Barbara. So um, like Barbara said, I do have some some coaching background. In fact, I worked for a Fortune 50 company for 25 years. And in that 25 years, I, I was thinking back on this, Barbara, I can't believe, but like 20 of those years were in a learning and development role. And in that it was all, it was coaching, coaching different leaders, facilitating different workshops, but always around how do we help leaders be better leaders. And it's not just a better leader, but it's a better person, right? Because you want to have that communication and that relationship building. Now, when I left that that company, I, I started working on my own. So I'm still doing the same thing, just not in an internal set. I have a, um, out external people coming in now. So that's a little bit about well, awesome. I think that little bit about you has made a huge impact on the people that you have helped and coached and um, made a difference in their professional and their personal lives. So we do appreciate you for taking the time out of your day to day to to offer us some some really good insights and some um, some good tips on how we can be better leaders and what to do. So if yeah. you're ready to get started, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah, let's dive into this topic because what an interesting topic we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Awesome. 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 So our topic today is how to identify if you are unintentionally being a bad boss and what to do about it. So in our work life, we have all encountered a bad boss and bad bosses are not only unpleasant to work with, but they can also affect productivity, emotional intelligence, morale. Sometimes we don't know if we are being bad bosses and sometimes we feel like we're doing our best by meeting those deadlines and getting the job done and never missing time from work. And, you know, the list just goes on. That said, it's important to recognize if you are that boss, um, as sometimes managers and bosses are unaware that they are creating a toxic environment. So Trish, in your experience, how would one recognize a bad boss or being a bad boss? And what are some signs to look for? Yeah, it's such a such a hard question because it, it really does boil down to self-awareness. But but if you're, well, first, I just want to say, if you're asking the question, am I a bad boss? You're already on the right path. But if you're, if you're not there and you're just trying to figure it out, so here's some things you might want to look for. You know, is there a high turnover rate 
in your in your unit, in your team? Are you seeing people come in and go out very quickly? Aside from the environment, we know there are some jobs out there that that the high turnover rate is just kind of happens because it is a high stress environment. But other than that, and then maybe even lack of communication. Are you having open communication, open dialogue with your employees? But more importantly, are they having it with you? Are they coming to you? Are they asking questions? Where where are they at? And, and that even goes bigger than that, right? What is your relationship with your team? Now, here's one, Barbara, that always kind of trumps a lot of us, especially some of our newer leaders, and that's micromanaging. And I would guess you're probably not developing them, right? So they're, again, if we go back to their communication, their critical thinking, there's no development. They're not moving anywhere. They're not growing. Think back when you worked for that one boss that you just felt, they don't care about me. They just think of me as a number. They're so worried about that project or that bottom line. It just depletes you as a person. And so those those are some of the things that kind of came to my mind that I wanted to talk about, you know, what are your thoughts? Where are you at right now after I just shared all that, Barbara? It's thank you for 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 saying that. Those are all very powerful things to look for. The sadder part about that is that sometimes what happens is our top leadership allows that sort of behavior to continue. And so when you yourself become that leader and that manager, you really kind of don't know that know any better. So you're unintentionally behaving in the manner in which you were trained and were allowed to behave. So that's yeah. where it becomes, we have to change the narrative. We have to know and being very, very aware of micromanaging. Is this productive? You have to ask those, yourself those questions. Do, take a step back. Am I getting results from this behavior? Am I self-aware of what I'm putting out there? Communication, this is mm -hmm. always key. In everything that we do, we have to communicate, whether it's communicating with a boss, communicating with our colleagues or what have you. But when we as managers or leaders see that that is not happening, that's where we have to get that self-awareness. That's where we have to say, okay, let's take a step. Let's figure out a better way to communicate. This is proving true also in the remote work environment as well, because you don't have that manager that is um, nope. that's right there with you. So if you were a micromanager manager and you are now in this remote world, then that's tough. So now you have silos yourself from being a good lead or effective leader, actually. So this is where we have to say, wait a minute, let's take a pause. Let's figure out a better way to manage. Let's figure out a better way to lead. If you are a good leader, then these challenges are just small hurdles. Like you can go like, okay, I can manage remotely and it's fine. But it all starts with how you were trained, how what what organization you work in, how your, your top leadership has developed you. You can't offer good development if you have not been professionally developed yourself. Oh my gosh, you are so, so right. I, I love that you brought that down. Is it And for a leader that has been rewarded year after year for the same behavior, 
they're going to ask themselves, why, why should I change? I'm still being rewarded. I also want to hit on something you said that just struck with me. You said a good leader and effective leader. You can be one or the other, but when you're both, what an awesome team that you can have and the results that you guys can get together. Because a good leader usually has fair, decent relationship with their team. But a good leader and an effective leader means that they have good relationships with their team, their team grows, they're, they're developing their employees, they're always getting their results, you know, and it's not at the cost of anybody, it's as a team that they do that. And that, you know, maybe that's what we need to be talking about when we talk about leaders is what is your, how do you become more effective to be a good leader? What is, what is that book, Good to Great? Maybe that's what the great is, is it's the the good, effective leader that really gets their team moving. And, and, you know, when we were talking about that, we talked about you had mentioned, you know, being open to, to um, hearing because you said if you're already doing some of these things, it's probably not going to be a hurdle. But the other sign that that maybe we wouldn't need to look for ourselves are are we resistant to the feedback we're receiving? Right. So if people are telling us that. You know, maybe we do need to take a look at it, but but many times as a leader that is is resistant, there's a fear there. There's a fear of that change. And that goes back to what I said earlier, that if I've been rewarded all these years or I've had success all these years, do I really need to change? But it, it boils down to that fear. It really does. And you and I know, and all of our audience knows, we need to be effective leaders. In the world that we are living in right now, we need to learn to adapt and change quickly because our environment is asking us to lead differently. And if we are resistant to that feedback and resistant to that change, then, then we're not going to survive in that leadership role. Trisha's opinion, I just don't think we can survive in that leadership role without those changes because our employees are going to demand that of us. They are going to demand a different type of leader than we, than you and I probably have experienced before. And rightly so, right? The environment is different. You go to the remote work, we need to trust that our employees are getting the job done, even though I don't see them and I maybe don't talk to them, but, but for 30, 15 minutes a day. But I trust that they're doing what they need to do because I know I have the right people in the right seats. And I have this relationship with them that I know that they're going to reach out to me when they need me. Right. But I'm going to be there and I'll give them enough rope. Stretch and grow. I like that. It's amazing to me how we and you and I you just say like it's going to be it was different for us it's still different for us mm -hmm. but this new work world is going to demand a different type of leader to your point it's it, it just is what it is it's mm -hmm. going to be where we are having to adapt quickly as you said and really being focused not so much on the environment or also on our people like what are they going through what have they been through what 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 do they need from us? And it's important that we have to we have to be adaptable. We have to be very keen to these these things that are happening within us. Everything else falls into place. We can do our work when we are when we have well being and we have support and we have all the things that it takes to be a great leader. You can't lead if you and you can't work or grow if your mindset is like, I have to worry about my boss standing over my shoulder and I'm stressed out. I can't meet this because my boss is going to be mad if I don't meet this certain quota or he's going to be upset because 
X, Y, and Z when you're really not being your true authentic self and 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 being giving yourself grace. And our leaders need to allow that. So yeah. 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 And they themselves need to be authentic and give themselves grace as well, right? As leaders. But you are so right. Our our environment is changing that. And you think the the pandemic taught us a lot. But another thing it taught us is we were starting to ignore, I think, that work-life balance and the stress that our outside world does impact us in inside our jobs. And I think as leaders, we need to be more aware of that. We need to be cognizant of what other stressors are you know, impacting it. I can tell you, Barbara, I can remember when I first started my career, I'll never forget a boss told me, once you walk into this door, the outside world is no longer there. Well, you can try to do that all you want, but that's just not realistic, right? And I remember thinking at the time, so think about this, you know, 35 years ago when I'm, you know, in this, my first career in, the, in a job, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I can do that. How do I leave that outside world, you know, out there? You know, and at the time I'm young and I didn't have that many stressors, but as I got older and had children and those things, it was, it's not easy and it's not realistic. And I love the fact that we're talking about that more and more today, that we can say, yeah, I see how those outside stressors are impacting you here. So how can I support you so you can do the best work that you can do here? And then you can take care of not only yourself, but others around you that you need to take care of. It's, I'm glad you said that because that is actually like kind of my next question. So we're, we're, we're moving right along into the next, like, how do we change that? So yes, thank you. How do we change that? How do we change this in this environment? How do we change this behavior? Because I'm with you. I was my very first job. And I think that I swear, I think everybody read the book back then on when you walk through the door, you leave your personal life behind. There is no man or woman, whatever. You you come in here, you do your job, you forget the outside world. So yes, this question, what do we need to do to change this behavior? Yeah, so we've kind of talked about it already, but it it really does boil down to that self-awareness. So, and it's more than just self-awareness, right? Because we can be aware of a lot of things, but then we got to take that next step and we've got to move into that self-management. So what are we going to do about it? And who do we want to be? So maybe in that self-awareness, we take a step back and really say, what type of leader do I want to be? What is my, what is my leadership legacy? We're going to put it in that. What is my leadership legacy? What do I want to be known for when it comes to being a leader? Maybe we take it even bigger. Who do you want to be known for as a person? And then how does one of the roles you play as a leader tie into that as a person? Because we shouldn't be two different people. We should be that same person. So if if I want to be a person that people feel comfortable coming to and talking to, if I want, if I'm a high achiever, how do I inspire others to be a high achiever? How do I inspire others and get them to self-motivate to do the same thing? If that's truly my professionalism or my brand, then that's what my leadership role should be, right? And that's what my leadership style should reflect. So what does that look like? So it's got to be self-awareness first. I got to really decide who am I and what do I want to be and how do I want to act? And then once I figure that out, then I need to figure out what I need to change. And, and there's, 
there's tools out there can help us, right? Obviously, we can do some 360 assessments. We can do some, you know, different type of assessments, MBTI, strength finders, all of that. But I think first and foremost, Barbara, we got to take a look at ourselves and say, who am I? What do I want to be? And how do I get there? And That's then maybe go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's key. Those are big questions. And that's where I think we fail ourselves at is because we as leaders are sometimes not our authentic self. We just want to do the job. We forget about the things that we need to do. Being human is that first thing. Be who you are, because some of us just are not leaders. I've, I've worked for taught leaders. It's not a pleasant. It's not pleasant. Right. I work for those those leaders that are that are taught to do X, Y, and Z. More recently, not in the last couple of years, but prior to the pandemic, I'd been with an organization for about 16 years. And so we had a shift in all the all of our processes and we were moving uh towards uh, some other things to grow uh the brand and to grow the department. And so the person that they hired for the, the top management job was just that she was really good at what she did, but she was taught. And so the aspect of being taught that, like, great, you get the job done, you you do everything you're supposed to do. But there was a lack of humanality there. And it was obvious because the team suffered for it. And I learned later after, you know, after like really talking to her a lot and just being in her presence quite a bit, I learned quite a bit about why she was that way. And that's the other thing too, like talk to your colleagues, talk to your work folks. They may be able to offer you something that will help you to change your behaviors if they see things. Hold each other accountable. You know what I mean? Like just do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, talking to people and getting that feedback and really listening to it, right? And we know, Barbara, everyone's going to have different wants and needs out of their leader. But bottom line is employees just want to be valued and cared and that their opinions matter, right? And I love your talk about we're all human. We are all human. So we've got some people out there that say, but hey, this is my personality. This is who I am. I get that. And and we can't change who we are. We can't change our personalities. But what we can do is we can adjust our behaviors because behaviors change and behaviors can be adjusted. Personalities, you're right. I am an extroverted thinker, meaning the thoughts pop in my head, they probably pop out of my mouth, right? That is me. I know that about me. So when I'm in meetings, I know I have to find a way to get those thoughts out of my head and I'm out so I can listen, right? But I'm not changing my personality. I'm adapting my behavior. And that's where I think leaders need to realize is you can still be your beautiful, unique self just how do you adapt your behavior so you're positively impacting those around you? That's what we want to do. How do you positively impact those around you? And how do you want to help them grow along with yourself growing? I love that. Um, I love that. I relate because I'm super extroverted. Everything that comes in my head comes out of my mouth. And so it's a lot for us extroverts to try to organize all those thoughts and adapt and be adaptable. Thank you for saying that because I think that's hugely important. Like you don't have to necessarily you don't have to change your 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 personality, mm-hmm. 
just adapt, adapt your behaviors. That's maybe one day we'll get to do an hour on this. Uh, right. This <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that I, have, I know that I hate to do it, but I have to have to wrap up. But so appreciate you for doing that, and thank you for bringing up those assessments because we at MSB Coach we do offer those things. So at the end of this podcast, I will let our listeners know what they can do to 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 get some of those things and to get some of those tools to help them to make it through these sort of changes in the workplace. So if we have bad bosses or we have a colleague that needs some assistance, then we will be able to do that. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Trish. Are there, do you have any final thought? You know, the, the, besides the assessments though, Barbara, you know, the one thing that we need to remember is a, a, a really trusted value mentor or coach can help you work through those. So that's another thing we do remember. Like you talked about those colleagues that give you feedback. Those, those colleagues can also be your mentor, your coach, and your accountability buddy as you're moving through that change. But thank you so much. This was a blast talking. As you can oh. tell, I love this topic. <laughs> well, we thank you. And thank you. Yes, I, I'm so thankful that you were able to join us today. And I this was great. I really enjoyed that. So you'll have to join us again. Maybe we can do a part two next year. So we'll see what happens. Um, but we really do appreciate your, you know, taking your time and sharing your thoughts and your experience and your insights and just really digging down into this subject because this is really important because this is what makes our work world go around. This is also what makes our personal life go around. Like there's leadership in every aspect of our life. And so we just need to adapt. If I if we if our listeners had to take one thing away, I, I want to be clear adapting those behaviors. I really appreciate that. So again, thank you so much. And this is, this is the end of our podcast until next time. We hope today's episode offered understanding into recognizing and changing bad boss behaviors. By knowing definitive issues with your leadership style, you can execute changes to become a better boss and leader. Being quick to respond and dealing with any issues with your team is vital as it shows your team that you are vested in them and are willing to help and offer them support. If you are a leader looking for ways to stretch and grow and be a boss who is fully engaged in your team, check out our 360 Leadership Profile. This assessment assists our coaches in co-developing a strategy that increases productivity and work satisfaction for you and your team. If you would like to learn more on how to take this assessment and learn more about other resources, please visit our website at www.msbcoach.com. Click on the workshops tab, or you can email us at info at msbcoach.com. And if you would like to hear current and previous episodes of this podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can go to our website at www.msbcoach.com under the resource tab. Bye now.